welcome to a new episode of the NACF Podcast as we continue in our Why series. Today's Why is an interesting one. Do we have an unconditional yes for God? Or do we have an alright? Or do we have a maybe? Or do we have an okay then? So listen up as Pastor Sharonda Manor Foster preaches about why yes. Coming up. The scripture told us all you need to say is simply yes or no. Just, just say yes or no. When you try to manipulate the words, then you go wrong. Just say yes or no. But we have an issue with yes. Gonna see how many likes we can get, but how many souls we can corner, how many healings we can get, how much deliverance can take place. Whoa, we lose the spirit of salvation, of restoration, of deliverance, and of healing. And so, by your obedience and by your generosity, if you are generous, then share this with somebody that their life might be changed today. We don't have to keep tarrying with change, wondering when change is going to come. What if today is their day and it's on you to send them a message from God? Because, oh, I believe that we have a message from God. So do your part. We've joined together to do our part. The praise team have come together to sing songs to lift your heart. We have labored over the word that will transform your life. And so now what's your part? It's a simple share push. Share push. We're after souls, y'all. And we don't want to get it twisted of what we're after. They can say only 10 in this ministry. But through the power of social media, we can get all in that God math. Where things just begin to multiply. And things begin to multiply again. And there is no end to the way that this word can land. No end to where it will reach. We got friends all in Nairobi. We got friends in Kana that have the ability to join in and share this. We have friends all in Machacos that are joining in. We got friends all in New Zealand that join in with us. That this word can and will make it around the world. Oh, the Holy Spirit has not left us without help. This word is not bound to love. Vegas. It is not bound to North Las Vegas. It is not bound to Nevada. It's not even bound to this nation. So do your part. Do your part. Because we get ready to do our part. I believe that God has a word for us on this morning. And so we're going to get right into it. And I thank God for the Holy Spirit. My prayer this morning was that God be with my mouth, Keith. I was in prayer and I read in Genesis when, and we'll talk about Moses a little bit later, but I read where he was uh, apprehensive to go. He wasn't sure if he could do what God had called him to do and sent him to do. He was uh, worried about his speech and, and that he wasn't eloquent enough to say it. And then God reassures Moses that not only will he be with him, James, but that he would be with his mouth. The word says, I will be with your mouth. Not just you, 
And so I want God this morning to be with my mouth. For everyone who speaks to God's people, sings over God's people, we need to make that our new declaration. God, I'll go. I'll go if you be with my mouth. Because I'm leaning to my own understanding. I'm leaning on my talent. I'm I'm leaning to get the notes right. I'm needing to say the right words, God, to make it have impact. But if you're with my mouth, then, then it's your words. Then you're controlling it. And so I get out of the way and I say, God, be with my mouth. Oh, that's good to me. God, be with my mouth on this morning. And so we're going right to the word. It is Matthew. 5, 33 through 37 in the message Bible today. We needed it to be plain. And so we went to the message Bible, <clears throat> Matthew 5, 33 through 37. And it reads, and don't say anything you don't mean. This council is embedded deep in our traditions. You only make things worse when you lay down a smoke screen, a pious talk saying, I'll pray for you and never doing it, or saying, God be with you and not meaning it. You don't make your words true by embellishing them with religious lace. In making your speech sound more religious, it becomes less true. Just say yes and no. When you manipulate words to get your own way, you go wrong. And in that same scripture, Matthew 37 in the NIV, New International Version says, all you need to say is simply yes or no. We are on the hunt for purpose. If you have missed out on us this year, or if you haven't been here for a while, this is a place where you can meet Jesus, change your life, and find your purpose. Well, we have cut out the whole year, set it aside to talk to you about your purpose. We are on the pursuit of purpose. And I don't know about you, but when you're, you're chasing something, when you're hunting something, you get ready. I'm in expectation that I'm going to catch what I'm after. I'm in expectation that I might catch a glimpse of what it is that I'm chasing. And so we are in pursuit of our purpose. And oh, I am expecting to see it, expecting to take a hold of it, expecting to operate in my purpose. We are on the hunt for purpose. You know your purpose. That thing that you were born to do. What on earth are you here for? That's what we're talking about, purpose. What were you saved to do? What were you kept to do? Why didn't you die? You were supposed to be dead, but God had a purpose for you. Why aren't you locked up? Because you're supposed to be locked up, but God has a purpose for you. You could be in any other place doing any other thing, but God keeps saving you. He keeps keeping you because you have a purpose in him. What on earth are you here for? We on the hunt for purpose and this quarter we are simply answering the question why and we've gone over some why's why me why this why now why here why them well guess what on today we got another why because I am on the hunt and in the pursuit for purpose and so this morning on this afternoon we add the why of why yes the scripture told us 
All you need to say is simply yes or no. Just just say yes or no. When you try to manipulate the words, then you go wrong. Just say yes or no. But we have an issue with yes. We come up with every other way and every other thing that we could say, yes, I don't know why it's so hard. If, if someone asks us a question, we say, okay. We say, all right. All right. All right. We say, yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we just don't say yes in, in these times and in these days as we hardly ever get just yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But there is no yes. There is something that happens when you can just get a get a, a true yes. But when we don't get a yes, and, and then in this day and time, then there's there's other yeses that we get in. And now they've come through technology. And instead of us saying yes, we like it. We just, we like it. What somebody has said is, is, is like we saying yes. It's a way of recognizing that someone has said something to us. But for me, and this is for me, it's half-hearted. When, when, you, just, when you just like something. It's like, I've seen your question. I've seen your comment. I really don't have time to type more than that. And so I'm just going to hit the like. And instead of ignoring you, I'm just going to appease you. And I'm going to uh, just, just hit the like and, and keep it moving. You know, I sent out a message a week or so ago. And the message was to five people. And at the end of my little message, it was a question at the end of it that I needed an answer from the five people. You know what I got back? I got back three likes, one no response, and one answer. We don't even have time to read what anybody has said anymore. We just like it and keep moving. I acknowledge that I've seen it. I'm appeasing you that you had my attention, but for a split second, and then we move on. We don't have time to stop. And then if there's anybody who works with me, the other one that drives me crazy, makes my skin crawl, is the thumbs up. They're giving me a thumbs up in here because they know that I cannot stand a thumbs up. It also means to me, to me, I got over here, it's the dreaded thumbs up. It's, it's the one push response that makes it easier for us not to be present. I don't have to stay with you for long. I, I don't have to give you my attention. It's another way of saying, God, I'm, it's, I, I see it. It's a quick response that takes nothing from you. You don't have to give anything on a thumbs up and a like. It's almost like, yeah, and it's almost like, okay. It's, it's half-hearted, and it's not real. It's not a true yes, and it's not a solid yes. You know, they used to have a thing if you got mad on the roadways then people would flip you the finger that's the way I feel about the thumbs up and it ain't right and I know most of the people they don't mean that but that's all you're doing you're very dismissive of me when you just flip me a thumbs up and I've had to tell a couple of people just say got it <laughs> got it just say, okay, just say, all right. But, but, but these other ways and other means and other methods of us saying yes, just say yes or no. 
Don't make up ways to say yes. Don't make up ways to dismiss people. Don't make up ways to move quick. You're not giving anything of yourself anymore because you're too busy and you're moving aside. And so we get a uh-huh and we get a hmm and we get a yeah and we get a all right and we get a okay and we get a like and we get a thumbs up. But it says just simply say yes or no. And I wondered, if we're doing that to people, then is that what we're doing to God? Are we liking him? Are we giving God a thumbs up? I see you. Really don't have time to stop, God. Really don't have time to have a real conversation. I'm really too busy to go into this because there's some people that don't get a thumbs up from you. There's some people who you actually pause and, and type out something or some people that you actually call, but then there's, there's others that just get a like or a thumbs up or when you're busy or when you're preoccupied or when you don't have time. Well, how many likes and how many thumbs up does God have from you? If you had to go back and, and look at your record, how many times have you liked him? How many times have you dismissed him? How many times have you not had time? How many times have you appeased him by, by liking him a little bit, by shooting up a small prayer, by listening to a worship song, but you really don't have time, so you give him a thumbs up. I'm still here, God, and you keep moving. Let your yes be yes. It's a simple thing to do, but we don't do that. God is looking for a true yes. And a true yes is not said with your mouth. A true yes is said with your heart. It may come out of your mouth, but we understand that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so your true yes, your, your honest yes comes from the heart. In your true yes, there is action. Talk is cheap. So not only does your yes come from your heart, it comes through your action. What action do you have behind it? Is it just a yeah? What is it? And a true yes also comes in your resolve. Is your mind made up? We're going to define what this yes should look like for all of you all who are quick and quick moving and don't have time and appeasing. A true yes comes from your heart. A true yes comes out of your action. A true yes comes from your resolve. Is your mind made up? about the answer about what it is that you were doing are you determined to follow and a true yes comes from your surrender that's that's a true yes it comes from your heart it comes from your action it comes from your resolve and it comes from your surrender a true yes is a perpetual yes Oh, pastor talked about it last week when she said that God said, let there be light. And there was light, 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 light. It's still light. Light is still happening. That that's the yes that we're talking about. A yes to God, a yes to your commitment to let your, let your yes be yes. And so is your yes still saying yes, 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 yes. That's the kind of, yeah, oh, we're in family life month. And I want to talk to the married couples. Is your yes still yes? Is it a perpetual yes or does it stop right here? Right, 
You should have gave that perpetual yes, that yes that's still saying yes, that yes that's still in hard times. Mom and dad, your yes should still be a perpetual yes. Are you still at those kids, raising those kids, for those kids, winning for them? How's your yes doing? Or, or is it one of these odds? Or is it one of these yeps and okays? Have you given up on the marriage? Have you given up on your children? Or do you have a perpetual yes? Every time I think of yes, I think of that song. And, and praise team, you'll know it is old. And, and this song tears up the prayer team every time. And it's that, that song by Shekinah Glory. And it just says yes, yes, over and over. And then it gets to the part that if God told you what he really needed. <laughs> Uh, just just lay us all out on the floor. Would it still be if I told you what I really need? Would it still be yes? That's the type of yes that we're after today. And so how do I get to that yes? How do I get to it in my family? How do I get to it in my marriage? How do I get to it in my servanthood? How do I get to it in my ministry? How do we get to a, a true yes? I'm calling it a, a true yes. And it says it is in our willingness. It is in our want to. And it is in us being convinced. There are many greats in the Bible that understand how you're feeling. They feel as we did. They felt the same way. But I'm going to tell you what they found out. There was Moses, and you know Moses. Moses who was to bring the children of Israel out. Moses who had to face Pharaoh. Moses who was not eloquent of speech. Moses had purpose, but he had to give God a yes to go. He had to make a decision to do what God had called him to do. Well, how did Moses handle this yes? I read through and through it. I read over and over it. And I never see where Moses said yes. He never said yes. They never said, and Moses said yes to God, and then he went on his way. He never said yes. But the yes rested in his heart. The yes rested in his actions. The rest rested in his, the yes rested in his resolve, and it rested in his surrender. He surrendered all of his excuses. He surrendered the way that he thought it should go. He surrendered asking God, could you send somebody else? It was in his actions. His yes was in him going to Pharaoh. How many times pleading with him to let my people go? His yes was in staying in the wilderness with these crazy people for 40 years. It was in his action. It was in his resolve. It was in his surrender. He wanted to quit, but he couldn't because he had given God a yes, yes. Yes, 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 yes. The yes was still happening. Uh, still happening when they turned on him. Still happening when they built the golden calf. Still happening when they said we should have stayed in Egypt. The yes was still happening when he didn't even get to enter the place of promise. He still had a yes, 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 yes. Perpetual yes. It was in his heart. It was in his actions. It was in his resolve. And it was in his surrender. Moses had a yes. And then there was Esther. And I shared these with you because I want us to understand that we are not alone. 
I want us to understand that in us on this hunt, on this pursuit for purpose, that we might come by some that look like us, that sound like us, but they found a way to get it done. They found a way to stand in there. They found a way to keep it. So there was Esther. Esther, who was queen. Esther, who was living in the palace until she found out that her people were to be killed. And now it was up to her to say yes. Yes, I'll go before the king. Yes, I'll risk my life doing it. But Esther, like Moses, she tried to come up with a reason of why she didn't have to do it. She tried to talk. Well, well he, I can't go unless he calls me. And if I go and he didn't call me, then he'll kill me. And so I could die trying to do this. Uh, and so I, I, I don't know if I should do this. And so I read and I read and I looked and I looked and I went from Bible version to Bible version. And I was looking for the place that Esther said, yes, I'll go speak to the king. I'll save my people, even if it means me. But I never found where she said yes. It was not in a verbal yes, because sometimes we talk too much and we don't mean yes. And it said that in our scripture in the beginning. Don't try to make it sound good. Don't lay a smoke screen of yeses down when you don't mean them, when your heart's not saying it, when your action's not saying it, when your resolve is not in it, and when you have not surrendered. But then here we have Esther surrendering. And she went ahead and talked to the king. It was in her heart. It was in her action. It was in her resolve. Her resolve said, if I perish, I perish. Who of us has that resolve? That we have said yes to whatever it is that God has called us to. And our yes has conditions. Oh, I didn't know I was going to have to put my life on the line. Oh, I didn't know I might have to give up what I wanted. Because you see, Esther was living in the palace. Esther had everything that she wanted. She was the queen of the land. She could have had it all. And some of us are looking at others and we want to know, but why do I have to and they don't? Why do I have to give up living in the palace, whatever you call your palace? Why do I have to give up what I have? Why do I have to give up this fancy car? Why do I have to give up this job? Oh, that was me. God said, give up that job. But wait a minute. Why do I have to do that? I wasn't living in a palace, but I wasn't living as a pauper either. And so I didn't understand. But for purpose, he said, I need you to change for some of us. We're like the rich young ruler we won't give it up because it'll mean us being different it'll mean us losing our lifestyle and what we believe we have and so we can't give God that perpetual yes we give him a yes I'll go so far a yes I'll serve on Sunday a yes I'll give to the needy but if it comes up to me changing my lifestyle then I don't know about the yes I'm gonna give you a all right I'm gonna give you a okay I'm gonna give you a uh-huh because that uh-huh don't got no weight behind it. When people tell me uh-huh, it means they might have or might not have done what I asked them to. But for Esther, she was willing to give up her lifestyle for her yes. And so she gave a yes. A perpetual, perpetual yes. And I don't know how many of us are willing to do that. When it gets uncomfortable, we cut our yes off right there. We want to stop and we want to go back because now I just got uncomfortable. 
and, and now I don't want to do this anymore. I gave a yes to this marriage, but now it just got uncomfortable. And now my yes has conditions. It's not perpetual anymore. I gave a yes to these children, but now they groan and they rude and they disrespectful. And now I don't know about this perpetual yes. I think my yes is about to stop right here. I gave a yes to this ministry, but when they didn't call my name and when they looked over me and they didn't put me on the stage, I didn't have a perpetual yes. I didn't have a yes in the good time and bad time. My yes stopped right here. But that's not the true yes. That's not the yes that's going to get you to purpose. That's not the yes that's going to drive you there. You need a yes that is going to be in heart, in action, in resolve, and in surrender. And then there was Jesus. I looked and I looked. And I have to tell you, Pastor, when I started reading about Jesus, I got emotional. Because I was looking for his yes. And, you know, people would say, well, it's Jesus. Of course he had a yes. It's Jesus. That's what he came down here to do. He was supposed to be sacrificed. He was supposed to be crucified. He was supposed to die for us. That's what he came down here to do. But when it came time, because sometimes you have to lay that yes right here on the scale and see how much it weighs. See if that yes is carrying any weight. And Jesus got in that garden praying, praying three different times, praying until sweat came off of his face like blood. He stood out there three times, weighing out the weight of his yes. Wanting to know if God could take it off. Could you, could you lighten it? I know that I said it will be a perpetual yes, 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 yes. But, but now it's time for this yes to kill me. Oh my goodness. Now it's time for this yes to charge me. Now it's time for this yes to about take me out. This yes might kill me this time. Now it's time for this yes to humiliate me. Now it's time for this yes to beat me down. I tell you, I got emotional. Because those, there are those of us who have said yes. And then we start to feel the weight of that yes. When yes gets to wearing you out. Yes gets to working you over. Do you still have a yes? And instead of saying the buck stops here, the yes stops here. Or can you continue on? Well, Jesus prayed. Three different times he went back. And I really want to stop right here and talk to someone who's out there. Maybe somebody who's in here among the ten of us. And you're in a place to where I don't know if I can continue with this yes. Because this yes is too heavy for me. I want you to search yourself for a true yes. A yes that you can give to God. There are some of you out there who said yes. And man, that yes is whooping you right now. Agitating you changing your life you have to fight to stay in the yes can I reassure you that it's worth it 
Can I show you that our Lord and Savior got in the same place with his yes? That he had to weigh it out, that he begged, God, do I have to do this? There are so many of us, God, do I have to do this? And then I looked. After he prayed, after he sweated, after he went back three times, and, and I looked all through the scriptures to see what he got up and said, yes, I'll do it. But I never see it. There is no place where he gets up out of that garden and says, yes. But his yes was in his surrender. Not my will, but your will be done. There are some of us that have to give up our will and just declare in this yes, your will be done. And now most of us are not facing life and death situations. Our situations aren't like theirs. We're not trying to save a people, a nation, or the world. We're really not. Most of us are really just trying to say yes for ourselves and, and yes for our families. Uh, we're really just trying to make decisions to defeat this flesh, uh, this flesh that's trying to, to kill us. Uh, we're trying to save our families. Uh, we're trying to get the life that God had planned for us. Uh, and are we giving him a thumbs up or a like or are we giving him a yes, uh, a yes? Yes to even save yourself. A yes to even fix it for your family. How's your yes? How's your perpetual yes? Or are you still sitting on the fence and not doing it? And then God began to speak. He said, this is why I need a true yes. He said, why yes? For congruence. Oh, yeah? For congruence, God? And he said, yes, I need them to give a yes for congruence because congruence is agreement. It's harmony. It's coming together. It means that you're in agreement with the purpose. You're in agreement with the reason why God called you. Is there any consistency between the goals, values, and attitudes that you project and the actual behavior that we observe? Are you in agreement even with yourself? Are you in agreement with your spouse? Have you guys come to a place of harmony in your family? Family, in your workplace, are you in congruence? That means to come together in a place of agreement. Are we in congruence? Are you even in congruence? Because once you can come into that place, even in your family, the discord ends, the doubt ends, the mistrust ends. Once you can come into that place, you get trust, you get assurance, restoration, and healing begins once you stand and come into a place of agreement. Once you come into congruence. And then he said, why do we need this true yes? Why? For confluence. I said, okay, Holy Spirit, you're preaching now. I hope Roz is on the line because she'd be saying, okay, preach, Holy Spirit. Then he said, why? For confluence. Because once you have come to a place of agreement, 
now we need to move together. Now we need to flow together. Confluence is a coming or a flowing together of two or more. We have reached an agreement. Now can we move together? For all of you, all of you couples, once you guys have agreed, now can y'all move together? It wasn't just enough that we agreed, but now we need to come into a flow. Now we can build something together because your flow can build something. We're not just standing still anymore. And even in the flow, we would understand the ebbs. And that was just good. Even when we're coming to, to confluence and confluence means to flow and to move. But even in confluence, there are ebbs and ebbs. If you're on the beach, you see the water flow and then you see the waves ebb. You see them flow. And then you see him ebb. If you're in a place of confluence where I am moving and flowing with you, then you're going to understand my ebb. Because we've already come into agreement. And so you're not surprised when I ebb. You're not surprised when I draw back. You're not surprised when I do this. But if we're not in agreement and we're not flowing, you don't understand my withdrawal. You don't understand me not wanting to talk. You don't understand my change. That's the problem in our relationships. You don't understand my ebb. I can't flow all the time. There's a place where I have to stop. There's a way where I might need some rest. And so I might have to ebb. And if we're flowing together, James, you'd be like, okay, she's in an ebb because we're in agreement and we're in flow. But if you don't understand that, then you won't understand my ebb. And that's the same thing with God. Once we come into a place of agreement with him, a place of confluence with him, even God will understand your ebb. We come into a place of ebb with God. And we run the other way because we think God's not going to understand our air. But because he's flowing with us, we, he understands our air. He understands our apprehension. He understands when we fall back. He understands when we don't understand. But because we're in flow, because we're in confluence with him, then we know that God will stand and he understands our ebb. He understands the ebb was coming. He knew when we were going to do it. And so God stands still in the ebb. Man, that is just so good to me. We get all thrown off if somebody ebbs. We get all thrown off if your spouse don't want to talk to you. If they want to go somewhere with their friends. Maybe they just need a moment to ebb, wife. Give them a moment to ebb. It doesn't mean that he's gone because you're so used to flowing yeah this is about the place where we might ebb and it doesn't mean that you ebb and you do something foul it just means that I don't have to be on all the time and then my ebb can flow back God is trying to move with us in this place of confluence and pour us out into something bigger and larger Confluence is when two smaller streams of water come together and pour out into a large one. If we can get into a place of confluence, of congruence with God, then he is going to pour us out into a larger place that we cannot obtain on our own. If we can come into a place of congruence and confluence in our marriages, in our families, then God is going to bring us together and pour us out into a place, a larger place, a more spacious place. The same thing with our children. If we could come into this place, flow together in this place, 
then God is going to pour us out into a larger place. Oh, New Antioch, if you are on here watching this right now, I want you to understand that if we can come into a place of congruence, of agreement, and if we can come into a place of confluence, of flow, with the ministry, with the vision, with our pastors, then all of our streams that come together, then God is going to pour us out into a larger, more spacious place that we could not imagine. But it comes in our perpetual, yes. It comes in our congruence, and it comes in our confluence. It comes in us flowing together. And then... The last one is why yes, for confidence, for confidence. It says, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ. Confidence, the feeling or belief that you can rely on someone or, or trust them. It's a firm trust. Do you have the confidence of God? Do you have the trust in your purpose? This will lead you to purpose, but we have to get ourselves together. Some of us, it's only in us. We need to start right here. Before you go home and tell your spouse, look, we need to come into a place of congruence and confluence and, and confidence before you go home and tell them that I want you to start right here and ask yourself am I in a place of congruence am I in a place of confluence am I in a place of confidence because we don't agree in ourselves sometimes and so we look confused we're mixed up in our actions if we can't agree we can't agree if we homosexual bisexual or blended and so there's no flow in us. We can't agree in ourselves if we married a single. And so there's no flow. There's no confidence. We can't agree if we want to have a holy life or a worldly life. And so this is all in us. And so there is no flow. We can't, oh my God. We can't agree if we want to be sober or high. And so there's no flow. And every time we say sober or high, you want to look at the drug. You want to look at the drug addict. But I want to tell you what else is making you high. You can not decide if you want to be high up people are sober you cannot decide if you want to be high up in those malls or sober my god if you cannot decide what's going to make you high if your boyfriend gonna make you high if you want to be sober you cannot make if you want to please people enough and that makes you high you want to be sober there's a whole lot of things that are intoxicating us and it's more than drugs and it's more than alcohol we need to come into a place of agreement in ourselves there's some of us that our sickness is making us higher. We get high off of feeling sorry for ourselves. We get high off of being in that place. Do you want to be higher? Do you want to be sober? You're going to have to come into a place of congruence and confluence and confidence. They have the confidence to know that God is going to do it in you. You can't understand. We can't come into agreement if you're going to be healthy or satisfied. Oh, because it's these cookies. And it's these fried chicken. And it's this cake. And so there's no flow. There's no agreement in you. Because one moment you're wanting to be healthy. But the next moment you're wanting to be satisfied. And so your life has no flow. You don't have a true yes. Oh God, this is for me. I love when the word comes to me. Because it works on me. And my prayer has been, God, I need to come into a place of 
confluence. Because I want my life to flow. My husband is always talking about living an integrated lifestyle. I don't want all of my life to, that, that's that part. And then this, this part is for them. And then there's another part and they all stand separate. I want an integrated lifestyle where all of these things are flowing together. They all make sense. I don't have to change to be over here and be a a different person when I get over here and hide when I get over here. I just want my life to flow. I don't want to have to watch my mouth over here and then talk like a sailor over here. I just want my life to flow. I don't want to have to remember that I don't like you with this group of people, but I like you when I'm over here. I just need my whole life to flow, to come into a place of agreement, to come into a place of confluence, to come into a place of confidence. We need this true yes, where our heart, our action, and our resolve, and our surrender is in the yes, whether you ever say it or not. It ought to be evidence in the way it was evident in Moses. It ought to be evidence in the way it was in Esther. It ought to be evident in the way that it was in Jesus. It ought to be evident. Why yes? Because God is already at yes. God is already at yes. You're working your way to yes. And you trying to get yourself together. And when I get this right, and when me and my boyfriend get married, and when I stop doing this, then I'll be at yes. Can I tell you that God is already at yes? God already chose you. He already picked you. He's already, you're not trying to get God to yes. You don't have to try to work your way to yes for him. God is already at yes. He spoke it over you. He sings it over you. He's waiting for you to arrive at your yes. Can I tell you that your purpose, your your true purpose, rests in God. We're hunting down purpose. How are we going to get there? When you say yes to God, how's your marriage going to get to the place? Because if you believe that God is in everything, then a part of your your marriage is your purpose. And a part of you having those children is your purpose. We talked about that last week. It's in your purpose. And so it's in that yes. God is already at yes. What are you waiting for? Stop waiting to be good enough. Stop stop waiting to say, who me? Oh, oh, I don't know. Go ahead and get about it and be about it. And we say this every, every time that we're up. Your purpose doesn't only reside in you preaching from a pulpit. Your purpose is in a number of things, in a number of ways. Our teachers have purpose. Our parents have purpose. The technologist has purpose. Is it whatever God has called you to do? What are you going to be about? All of those people that are serving in our hospitals, they have purpose. And so God is already at yes. And I just believe that someone needs to hear this on today. And I'm grateful for this song. I, I heard this song, and it's by Maverick City Music, who that's my new favorites. And it's sung by Majesty Rose and Bree. 
and they sing this song because she explains the place that she was in how she was sinking how she had made bad decisions how she felt like she was living under a curse and and how her life was going the wrong way but then she comes to a place and she remembers that God was singing over her and so I'm going to let the praise team sing this for a while we're going to pray but I want you to hear God singing over you this morning I want you to understand that you're not trying to get God to yes because he was already he chose you before you were born and so we're going to allow them to open your heart quiet down everybody in the house so that you might hear God sing this let this song transform your heart just for a moment was down in the valley for your love came and grabbed me never thought I'd see the sun again without no hesitation you became my resurrection all the light came shining in now I've got beauty for ashes, and I've got joy for morning, and I've got praise for heaviness. Love is a miracle, and I've got beauty for ashes. Oh, he raised you up. And I've got joy for morning. God has something for you. I've got praise for heaviness. Love is a miracle. Yeah. This is more than religion. Glad I made my decision. Hope reversed the curse I was walking in. Yeah. I want you to hear what they're singing because there are some people that have come into a place a lowly place a confused place that you can't see your way up you don't even know how you're going to get to a true yes because you can barely pull yourself up but I want you to hear God singing yes over you yes you 
Yes, you in this condition. Yes, you in what you've been through. Yes, you in where you think that you have failed. God is singing yes over you. He is calling you. God already chose you. Yes, you. You who keep contemplating suicide. You who think it would be better if you were out of here. God is singing yes over you. I just want you to take in this. I want you to hear God just standing over you, even in this situation. Those of you who have found yourself divorced, those of you who are worrying over those children who are gone, I want you to hear God say, yes, yes. Oh, I remember the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, from us. God has said, I'm already at yes. 
I've been at yet. I chose you for this. I, I saved you for this. To even get up from this place. For those of you who are lonely, found your place in a despair, God is saying yes. He's singing yes. He's still calling your name and saying yes. Those of you who are down on your luck, those who can't seem to get a break, God is still saying yes. He's still saying yes to you. And so I'm going to pray for you all this morning. I'm going to first pray for those who, who are saying, God, but I don't know you. I want to know you. I want to come into this place of purpose. God, I want to be there with you. I need to accept you into my life. And you could be on here and you just have drawn back. And your yes is a all right. Your yes is a okay. Your yes is a uh-huh. And God is saying, I just want a yes. I'm already a yes for you. God wants you to come to a yes for him. And so choose him on today. Stop saying, well, I do have a relationship with God. Stop with your religious talk. That's what our scripture told us. And just come into a real place. He said, just simply say yes or no. Come off of that fence or maybe God is singing yes over you. He chose you. And so just repeat this prayer after me. If you just, God, I need to change my yes. Father God, come into my life. Forgive me for everything that I have done wrong. I say yes to you. I say yes to making you my savior. I say yes to living my life out for you. Forgive me. Come into my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer with us, and, and it's not just out of your mouth, but your heart is saying it, then allow your action to say it. Just put your hand up in the comment that your yes is there. Just, just put a hand up. Just put a, a yes in there. I just want you to know that you are with us on today, that this word touched you. That you're giving God a yes, not a thumbs up and, and not a like, but a, a yes. Just type yes. I said that prayer. I'm giving him my life because I wanted to lead me to purpose. I need true purpose. I'm tired of playing around with this. And then for the rest of you who are already in his arms, who already profess that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, it's for the rest of you now. I want you to take out your yes and I want you to question is a perpetual yes 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 or is it a conditional yes and we're gonna pray for that yes that continues we're gonna pray for that yes that stands we're gonna pray for your yes your, your yes to your marriage your yes to your children your yes to your ministry a yes to God a yes to yourself say yes to me. Yes to me being healthy. Yes to me coming into a place of congruence and confluence. Yes to me coming into a place of confidence. God, I come to cry out for me. God, I hear you singing yes over me. And so I'm going to give you my yes. Father God, I said thank you for your people on this morning. 
thank you for everyone who has joined in, my God. Holy Spirit, I said thank you that they might be able to hear you singing yes. Even, God, in the places that they are, that they can still hear you saying yes. For those who believe that they have everything, God, you're still singing over them. Who Those who believe that they're at the bottom and don't have enough, you're still singing over them. God, still saying, yes, I still choose you. I still choose you. I still choose you. No matter what's happened, no matter what you've been through, no matter what you've done, I still choose you. I'm still singing, yes, over you. I chose you before I formed this earth to be mine, to be called by my name. And so, God, I said, thank you. Thank you for the healing of the yes. Thank you for the restoration of the true yes. God, thank you that we're able to give ourselves away, that we can reach you, oh God, in this place. My God, and move all through these airwaves. Fall fresh in living rooms right now, in bedrooms, oh God. For those who are watching, oh God, pierce their hearts right now. God, pierce their ears that they might understand that you still love them, that there's nothing that you won't do for them, God, that you still singing yes, that you still have an affirmation for him. You still have encouragement for him. Let him be confident in this, God, that you who began a good work, hallelujah, that you who began a good work in them, that you will see it through, God. you see it through to the end. That you do have a perpetual yes. God doesn't change his mind about the yes that he spoke over your life. His word yet stands. That yes that he spoke over you must perform that which he sent it to do. And so I pray that you can receive it. I pray that you can accept it. That you are resting in him on today. And so we're just going to allow you to let that yes rest over your life on today. Thank you, God.
it comes with yes. Sometimes you got to say it until you mean it. Like what she said, God is already at yes. Just wait for you to get there. Thank God for the word on today. Thank God that you joined us on today. We thank God for Pastor Sharonda and that word. Why? Yes. She's talking. I was just thinking of the difference between a like and a yes. Because I got that perpetual yes, 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 yes. When I don't like it, it's yes. Uh-huh. When I That's don't. That's good. You know the difference between the thumb or thumbs up, I got it. And yes, when you got that perpetual yes. Uh-huh. It's yes when I don't got it. Sometimes, Ron, he tell me stuff and I don't get it. But it's still yes. between a yes and an okay cuz when it ain't okay it's still yet it's still yet I don't like it but yes I don't get it but yes it ain't okay but yes Get the text. But my yes runs so deep. I don't even know what you're going to say yet, God. I haven't even got the message yet. But before you even get it out your mouth, it's still, it's still.
Let me need that thing alone. you all of you I pray that word is sealed in your heart today we just have a few things that we need to share with you I need to make sure all of you who are members of New Antioch either either campus make sure you get on the House of Antioch Facebook page you have to request to be in it's for members only but I need you there's a little over 200 of us on there I need that number to get it's probably 400 or so of us we need to get you guys on that because that's where the messages and the uh, the announcements and a lot of things that we don't need to necessarily share with everybody is on the House of Antioch page please if you are member of this church to make sure you get on that page and stay connected. Talk back and forth to us. Let us know what's on your mind. We have to stay connected during this time. On a next Saturday, the 23rd, we are having a graduation for all of our high school seniors, college grads, uh, uh, Graduate school grads, Kingdom Academy graduates, they're going to have a chance to walk across the screen, the stage. It'll be better than our high school graduation because all you do is you get your name called, and if we heard your name, then everybody's hollering, and then they don't really hear your name because they're still hollering for the person that they called before you. This time, you're going to get your time. You'll get your picture. We're going to talk about you. You get to walk across the stage. We're going. It's a drive in graduation. Everybody's going to drive in. We're going to stay in our cars, but you'll get your moment. So if you are, yes. you want to be a part of our graduation, it will be at 610 Bell Rose next Saturday at 5 o'clock. Come early so we can get all the cars in and you need to get all of your information to Tara Trask at Tara Trask dot uh, taratras at yahoo.com taratras at yahoo.com t-a-r-a-t-r-a-s-s at yahoo.com your picture your bio uh, get your kids in so that we can celebrate them saturday the 23rd at 5 p.m at our, our central campus at 610 bell rose also on um, every thursday night here at aliante campus at 7 p.m. for our family, this Family Life Month, we keep we are celebrating, we're talking about, we're building up families from Mother's Day through Father's Day. So every Thursday night at 7, tune in. On the 14th, we had one on parenting that was absolutely excellent. Go back and listen to it. This week, we have the teens on the 21st. The teens are going to be talking in a panel, and we're going to highlight some of our seniors from high, our high school seniors. On the 28th, it'll be couples. We're going to talk about marriage uh, and couples issues. On June 11th, we're going to be talking about singles, single with children, single without children. There's also a family uh, that you have to deal with when you are single. And then on the 18th, we're going to have our seasoned saints, and they're going to talk about family uh, in that season of their life. So every Thursday night, tune in. If you miss it, come back and see it. The only other thing I want to encourage you to do is we are into saving souls, into evangelism.
evangelism. You need to take these videos and please share them with somebody. Who needs to hear this word? Look at it, then pray about it. God, who do I need to post this to? Who do I need to send this to? This morning I preached, why stay? If you, if you know anybody that is struggling with staying in their marriage, struggling with staying in their families, any young people that are struggling to stay home, they got running away in their system, anyone who is being suicidal and don't want to stay in this life, it might be you don't want to stay on this job or you don't want to stay in this church. If it's God's will for you to stay, you need to listen to that. And so if you know somebody that's struggling with whether they need to stay or not, send them that. Go back and send them uh, on, the, on the central, on the main page, our central page. And so take these messages and share them. Like Pastor Ronnie said, we're about winning souls. It is our time to minister. You guys can help us minister. And again, if you said that prayer today, inbox us. There's a book we want you to have. If you got yourself right with God today, it's called Save Salvation 101. It's going to help you on your journey. We'd love to have you be a member of our church and be a part of our family. Amen. Amen. So just lift those hands right now and say yes. Yes, I'm ready to be connected in a way that I haven't before. Don't forget that you still can give. You can still give to the rally. You can still give your tithing and your offering to go to newantioch-aliante.org. Newantioch-aliante.org. Go to online giving and you can uh, give uh, your tithes and offering. God bless you. God, we are asking God to seal this word. Father, in the name of Jesus, the word, the song, the prayer that they heard today, seal it now in the name of Jesus. Let them never be the same. Bless everyone that is tuned in. Bless everyone that's going to tune in later. In the name of Jesus, let this word not go out and come back void. Matter of fact, we declare it will not go out and come back void because you have already said yes to your own word, God. And we thank you for even giving us the opportunity to say yes. God, we love you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, everybody. And we will see you same time next week, 1230. Be with us. Be with us in prayer in the mornings um, on the house, on Aliante page. And... Um, be here with us on Wednesday for Bible study at 8 a.m. on the main on the main New Antioch page. So there are two pages you need: the House of the New Antioch Aliante page, the main page, and if you're a member, then you also need to be on the House of Antioch. God bless you. We love you. You can find us on YouTube as well. You can find us on Instagram as well. You can find us on Twitter. So we're with you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. And tell the Lord, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
Anybody in here need yeah, prayer today? Yeah, yeah, Those who are here, anybody yeah, like prayer today? Yeah, Anything we need to pray for? Yeah. I got beautiful ashes and joy Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift up Tiffany's mom right now. God, you can turn this thing completely around. God, they can go back in and not find a thing. Yeah. So first, we're going to ask you for total and complete healing. We're going to ask you that this thing be gone in the name of Jesus. We will submit to your will, God, so we're asking you for favorable. Whatever this is, that let it be treatable. Let it be favorable, God. Strengthen the family. Strengthen their faith. Strengthen them right now in the name of Jesus. Speak through this situation. But we're asking you for a miracle. We're asking you for a miracle. You're a miracle worker. We're asking you for a miracle. In the name of Jesus, strengthen our sister, God. Let her know. Speak to her heart. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Yeah. Huh. What's going on? Just there. Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope this message really reached you. If you'd like to know more about our campuses, you can visit our central campus at newantioch.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dot org. Or for our Aliante campus, you can visit us at newantioch-aliante.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H-A-L-I-A-N-T-E. If you'd like to sow a seed into this ministry, you can do so by texting New Antioch to 77977 for Aliante campus. Or for Central Campus, that's New Antioch Central at 77977.